Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. Today is another solo episode. And today I'd like to talk about what happens if we become a little braver. When we set ourselves goals, when we look at what is possible for us, very often what we will do quite naturally is kick a can down the road. And I want to explore that a little bit more today by getting you to consider something. As you know, I really think it's important that we set ourselves goals that we set ourselves short-term goals, medium-term goals, and longer-term goals. But we start off from the perspective of what is our longer-term goal and reverse engineer all our other goals based on that longer-term goal. When it comes to goal setting, we can sometimes put ourselves in the position of not really believing we are who we need to be at that point in time, in order to achieve the biggest, boldest goal that we can set for ourselves. And what we can end up doing is knowing in our heart of hearts, knowing intuitively what we want to achieve for our business, have the ambition to want to achieve it for our business, but lack the belief to really do all the things that we need to do to achieve that goal. And what we do is we simply push out that goal to a point in time where at the current point in time, we don't really need to dedicate ourselves to taking that committed action in order to achieve it. We allow ourselves to procrastinate. We give ourselves the permission to not do the very thing we really want to be doing because we don't believe it is truly possible for us. But we are hoping that in the intervening time, that the very thing that we want and the belief that we are hoping for will eventually catch up and show up. But what if there was a different way? What if you looked at your goals and said to yourself, I'm going to do all that I can to achieve that goal faster 
than I possibly believe is possible. So let's take your five-year goal. When we think of five years' time, so five summers later, five Christmases later, or think of it in terms of how old our children will be in five years' time. So at this point of recording, my eldest son in five years' time will be 21, and my youngest son will be 19. And that seems an awfully long way off to me. So therefore, setting a five-year goal, I could feel really, really comfortable about because it seems so far ahead. But how emotionally committed are we to a goal when it is so far ahead? If we look at it very simplistically, if you said to yourself, and as a woman, uh, I will confess, I'm always on a diet. I'm always looking to lose weight. But how emotionally committed would I be if I said, I want to lose two stone in the next five years? Am I really going to do all the things that I need to do if I know I've got two years in which to lose that two stone? And the answer is very unlikely, no, I won't. I know I was the sort of person at university, at school, whenever I was given a deadline to do something, write an essay, deliver on a project, etc., I didn't take all the time that was available to me. Oh, no, I was definitely a deadline dancer. And I only looked at doing what I needed to do at the very, very last minute. And what did that involve doing? An awful amount of cramming. Not the best way to approach any project or anything that you are truly emotionally committed to. Part of that problem was I wasn't really committed to the goal. It was more of getting a job done to ensure I had the tick in the box as far as that particular piece of work was concerned and ensuring I didn't get a telling off for not completing or handing in that piece of work on time. So when we have a goal that we are kicking down the road for five years or so, are we really committed to achieving that goal? Are we really committed to taking all the steps, the intentional action that we need to take in order to achieve that goal? And I suspect the answer for most of us is no. And part of the reason we set those long-term goals is not necessarily because we are being strategic. For some businesses, that will absolutely be the case. They will have a vision in mind. They will have a strategy for the growth they want to see for that business and therefore all the milestones that need to happen in order to hit that goal at five years' time. But actually, for a lot of us, particularly those running smaller businesses, us giving ourselves a goal 
to achieve a vision in five years' time, what we are doing is simply procrastinating. We have the vision, we have the ambition, but what we're lacking is the belief to be able to do now what we need to do to get the reward of achieving that goal sooner rather than later. So something I would like you to do, and I've done this for myself on several occasions, and I'll come back to that shortly. So something I suggest that you do is to consider what is your goal for five years' time? What are the things that you need to be doing in order to achieve that goal in five years' time? But what if you decided you were going to achieve that goal not in five years' time, but in three months' time. What comes up for you? What instantly do you believe is not possible for you? What are the reasons you're giving yourself to say, "Uh uh-uh, I can't achieve that in three months' time. I need five years because of X, Y, and Z. Now, it may well be that there are absolute indisputable facts why you can't achieve that goal in three months' time. The plan may be to retire in five years' time and all the financial things you have put in place won't actually be triggered until five years' time. That is okay. But is there another way? you should be asking yourself. But for most of us, the goals that we put in place, I suspect we are kicking that can down the road rather than looking at, okay, I've got that ambition. I've identified that is what I want to do. I have my eye on that prize. What is it? What are the reasons why I am saying I can't do it for five years? What are the things that are getting in your way that are stopping you from achieving that goal a lot sooner? Are they based on fact or are they based on the limiting beliefs that you have with regards to what is possible for you right now? Something I have spoken about on this podcast on several occasions before is the art of the possible and looking for the evidence. When we really lean into the art of the possible and go and seek the evidence, then that is actually when we can start to really realize where our limiting beliefs are holding us back. Because if we go and look for who has achieved what it is we want to achieve, then under most circumstances, we will always find somebody who has achieved the very thing that we want to achieve. And very often, they have achieved it in a much shorter time frame than we have believed is possible for us. I've said this before, that we live in a world where there is very, very little originality. And that is a brilliant thing, because when there is very little originality, 
that means we can simply go and seek out who has done what I want to do. And if I replicate what they have done or are doing, will I then be able to replicate the results that they are enjoying? And if the answer is yes, and you're still feeling uncomfortable, then again, ask yourself why. When we challenge ourselves, we very often find it a lot easier to find the excuses that we need to, to keep us really, really tucked up and comfortable in our comfort zone. Because when we challenge ourselves, when we try to take ourselves out of our comfort zone, unless we are ready for all the feelings that we're going to feel around not wanting to do that particular thing, unless we are really, truly motivated and emotionally connected to our goal, then all that is going to happen is we are going to lean into every single one of those excuses and simply kick them down the road, kick the can down the road. Say to ourselves, actually, it's okay that I'm not doing so-and-so now because of X, because of Y, and because of Z. But actually, if we go looking for that evidence and we find people who are in very, very similar circumstances to us, but have actually achieved what we want to achieve, then what are they demonstrating? They're demonstrating it is possible for you. You just don't believe right now it is possible for you. So all that is holding you back, and I know that all is not necessarily a small all, but when you realize that factually all that is holding you back is your belief that it is possible for you, then you can make a very different decision. Because we are making decisions all the time. And even when we make no decision, we are actually making a limiting decision. We're making a decision to do nothing. And that in itself is a decision. So I want you to think about, and you may want to journal on this, I want you to think about what is it you have said to yourself, and maybe you haven't as yet written it down. Maybe you have, because again, as I've spoken about on this podcast before, writing down your goals is the easiest and best way to connect with them. It is setting out that intention that you really, truly do want to achieve what you've committed to paper to achieve. And when you've committed a goal to paper, what you can then start doing is breaking it down into those milestones, into those action steps you need to take in order to achieve that goal. And when you really, truly emotionally connect to that goal, that is when your subconscious starts to realize that you are taking yourself and your goals seriously. Yes, Lots of negativity in your head may still come up, but actually there'll be more and more of you consciously and subconsciously that will start to realize what is possible for you and what you are prepared to commit to to achieve it. 
So when you think of the goal or the goals you want to be achieving for yourself in five years' time, actually, what do you need to do to be achieving that same goal in three months' time? And write down all the things that come up, all the reasons, or let's be honest, all the excuses. Because most of us, me included, can be brilliant at coming up with excuses that are justification for not doing the very things that we should be doing, that we've seen others doing, but we don't do for fear. For fear on several different levels. And that fear will be different to different people. But when we actually start to think, okay, what would happen if I brought that goal forward from five years to three months' time? To 90 days, because three months is 90 days. What would I benefit from if I did bring that goal down to 90 days? What would that look like for me? What are the things that I need to commit to now? in order to achieve that goal in 90 days' time? Who is the person I need to become in order to, first of all, believe that I can achieve that goal? And more importantly, what are the things I need to do in order to achieve that goal? And very often, we are much more capable and have access to many more resources than very, very usually we will give consideration to. And that's because we would prefer to kick that can down the road rather than commit to the discomfort of coming out of our comfort zone in order to achieve that goal in a shorter amount of time. But what if you could achieve that five-year goal in 90 days? What would that mean to you? What would it mean to your business? What would it mean to your finances? What would it mean to your dreams? What would it mean to your family? And create those feelings of what it would mean. Because it's that emotional connection that's going to get you out of bed is going to get you committed to see not just what is the art of the possible, but what is the possible for you? And what is it currently that is stopping you from believing that you can achieve that goal far, far sooner than you may have considered is possible? So I'd like to give you an example my podcast. My podcast at the time of recording is coming up to, it's just over 10 months old. So in two months time, I will have hit the 12 month mark. Back in May, June of last year, so 2021, didn't really have any serious ambition about launching a podcast any sooner than probably two or three years' time. 
I hadn't even really started listening to very many podcasts going back to May, June of last year. It was only when I started to surround myself with people who either had a podcast or were considering launching a podcast that I started to think to myself, well, what if I launched a podcast sooner? And yes, everything came up in terms of imposter syndrome. Who am I to think about having a podcast? Who am I to think I'd have enough to say on a podcast? Who am I to think I'm going to have enough guests who would want to be on a podcast? Who am I to think people would even listen to what I had to say on a podcast? All of that stuff came up. But I actually thought about what a podcast could not only mean for me and my business, but also what a podcast could mean for those people listening to my podcast. And because I am so passionate about wanting us all to be talking about money more, because I know the more we talk about money, the more confident and comfortable we will feel talking about money, and the more confident and comfortable we will feel around our own self-worth and self-value, which is so directly connected to our relationship with money. And because that is and was so important to me, actually getting the podcast out sooner rather than later became just as important because I knew that I could reach more people by getting my podcast out sooner rather than later. Yes, I could wait until I'd had even more experience, even more clients, an even bigger audience, et cetera, et cetera. But what was the point in doing that? Why was I doing it? And I would have been doing it because I was scared. I would have been doing it because I didn't have full belief in my ability to have a successful podcast. So at that point in time, I came up with loads and loads of excuses as to, great, I have podcasting on my vision board. I have a podcast in my strategy for some time in the future. I had a podcast as part of my growth process. But actually, it was only when I said to myself, yeah, but what if you launch that podcast sooner? What if you could actually have plenty of things to say? What if you could attract all the guests that you wanted to? What if the listeners came and enjoyed the conversation? How about leaning into that, Leslie? Leaning into the success of having a podcast rather than leaning away, being scared, being afraid of what might be. Because the only person that can really control what might be is me. And I very much believe that now. Things don't always go right. Of course they don't. Um, People who follow me on social media will know I had my Facebook account hacked into 
um, about six or seven weeks ago. And I was placed under a 30-day community ban on Facebook, which is ironic given I was hacked. Um, And then Facebook came back a couple of weeks ago and said, well, actually, we're not having your account back because it was so compromised. We don't actually know if we can safely give it back to you, which I don't really believe is true. I would suspect it's more they couldn't be bothered to give it back to me. But that's another story. So I could have allowed that belief to hold me back from growing my audience, you know, on social media, from just slipping away and never returning to Facebook again. I wasn't going to do that. So I decided to start another profile and to start to rebuild my audience. I had belief that I could rebuild that audience rather than accepting what had happened because that was outside of my control. Facebook's reaction was totally and utterly outside of my control. How I responded to it was within my control. So I took back the control. And it's exactly the same thing that drove me forward into deciding I was going to launch my podcast far sooner than I originally decided I was going to do so. So what I did then was to understand what is it that was holding me back? What was I afraid of? What resources did I need? What support did I need? And went about creating a support team of resources to help me to launch the podcast. Now, to launch a podcast, you don't actually have to use an agency. I decided I needed that support. And I went out and I researched who I was going to work with to help me put the podcast together. And I leaned into them. I leaned into their experience. I allowed them to guide me through the process. And my podcast was launched on the 30th of November, 2021. And I have to be honest with you, I do have a regret. Only one regret, but I do have a regret. Why the heck did I not do it sooner? Because the reality is starting the podcast, recording the first episode, yes, that was scary. The second episode, which was my first guest episode, having that first conversation, that first interview, that was scary. But actually, every time I have done this, I have gotten better and better and more and more comfortable and more and more natural. When I started, I needed to script each of my own episodes. I don't need to do that anymore. This entire episode, as previous episodes over the last few weeks, have been done totally unscripted. All I need to give myself is that headline that I'm going to talk around. Such is my confidence now with regards to what I have to say and who is listening and who is benefiting from listening, because that is my motivation. All of you that are listening to this, you are my motivation. And every time somebody reaches out to me via email or a DM, or I have people who say people have recommended um, my podcast to them. Um, I've had people who have 
messaged me as a result of something particularly that has resonated with them. I have people who have been listening for coming up to 12 months. I didn't know they were listening until recently. And I've had some amazing feedback on the likes of, you know, Apple, Spotify, etc. And actually, what really blew me away is I found out a week ago that my podcast is now in the top 5% of podcasts globally. And that just blew me away to find that out. So let's look at the facts there. I did not think I would be launching a podcast for probably a good three years or so, because I had limiting beliefs around, was I ready? Was it really achievable for me? Should I really be doing it at that particular time in my coaching career? Was it something I should really leave to the professionals? But actually, I proved that I could do it and I did do it. And the way that I did it was actually going out and seeing who else was doing it, how they did it, and actually seeing them as the role models. If they could do it, they were demonstrating to me that I could do it. Now, I have a long way to go yet. You know, I want to get this podcast into the top 3%, top 2%, top 1%, top quarter of a percent. I want to get it as far as I can possibly get it. But I couldn't do that if I hadn't actually started. And when I started, I was scared. When I started, I kept questioning, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? Should I delay? Shall I leave it until X point in the future? But I am so glad that I didn't. And I now look at my other goals in terms of what next do I want to achieve in my business. And I am bringing other goals forward as a result of believing in the art of the possible, going to look for the evidence and creating myself as my own case study, my own ability to create the evidence that I need to see that I may not necessarily always have belief in the art of the possible, but actually I take action to demonstrate that it is possible. I have not let my limiting beliefs, because limiting beliefs are always going to be there. Our limiting beliefs are like our relationship with money. It's never, ever going to be one and done. But if we keep pushing through and creating the facts and the evidence that we can do what we set out to do, there'll be learning along the way, absolutely. But if our belief in that goal and our ability to achieve it and our emotional connection is such, then we'll, we'll take each lesson along the way as one step closer to progress, one step closer to getting what we want. And that is blooming exciting. That is really motivating. And that to me is why I won't stop doing what I do and I won't stop my clients from really leaning into the art of the possible for them. 
Because with limiting beliefs, as I have said before, we can feel the fear and do it anyway. With a limiting decision, now that's very different. A limiting decision will hold us stuck. A limiting decision will stop us from doing the very thing we know we should be doing. And I don't want any of us to make limiting decisions when we can be doing the exact opposite. If we actually look into what is holding us back and decide, because it is a decision, and decide we don't want to let it hold us back. So I go back to what I was saying right at the start of the conversation or right at the start of this podcast. Consider a goal that you think is out of reach at the moment, is something that you will look to achieve in five years' time. What if you could achieve it in 90 days? What would you need to do? How would you do it? Who do you need to become? And then work through that and start. Start with one small step, one small step of intentional action. And I think you might surprise yourself at the results. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please do reach out to me. I really, really do love hearing from you all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a review. If you would like access to the many free resources I have on my website, then please do go to themoneyconfidenceacademy.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, take care. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.